0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the detachment of troops, and the captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. And they led him away to Annas first, for he was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. Now it was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her who kept the door and brought Peter in. Then the servant girl who kept the door said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. This is the word of the Lord. It is easy to think that St. John the other disciple of his own gospel, simply takes a dig at his rival, St. Peter, when he records that Peter was left outside. But John is not recording history. He is recording salvation. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, you may have life in his name. After Peter confesses in the Spirit the truth that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Peter makes a good confession, and Jesus tells him what that confession means. Death. Peter says, Over my dead body will you die. In the upper room, after he washes the feet of his disciples, Jesus converses with Peter. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. He has followed Jesus this long. He has followed Jesus over hill and over dale. Why can he not follow now? Where can Jesus go that he cannot follow? Over my dead body, says Peter, Will you ever go, and I not follow after? Jesus is arrested in the garden of Gethsemane, betrayed by one of his own. Over my dead body will he be taken, says Peter, as his sword flashes, leaving a bloody trail across the sand that leads to a severed ear. The door that slams is a lesson to Peter. Jesus was right. He does have to be taken. He does have to suffer and die. He does have to go. And where he goes, Peter cannot follow to the door and no further. It slams, dark and cold, upon his face. He cannot enter in on his own. One look at him, and the doorkeeper says, Over my dead body will you enter in. It takes one known to the doorkeeper to advocate for the outsider. The door that slams is a lesson, but not to Peter only. The event is a type of the event that begins with Jesus' crucifixion. The door of paradise was shut in the face of your ancient father and mother. They and their children all down the line to you are barred from that place. The doorkeeper stands post unflinchingly. Instead of going in, you are stuck outside in the outer darkness. You certainly deserve to be there. Peter is no priest. This is a parent. He does not belong. He is an outsider. You are an outsider. You are those who toil with your hands for bread, eaten in sorrow by the sweat of a brow that bears the day's heat. You are not holy. It takes one known to the doorkeeper to permit entry. It is a humbling experience. It is not you, nor is it anything about you that causes the door to open again. The doorkeeper still sneers at you as you walk by. Were it not for the other, you would have stayed out in the cold and dark. Inside there is Jesus. His people are afraid to own him. Roosters crow all through the day. His people are embarrassed by him. Above all, his people are ashamed, not of him, but of themselves. The cross is a mirror. The crucifixion is the place where, in finding God, you find yourself. It is the realization that you did not follow unto death, and that if given the choice, You would rather sleep, or fight, or run, or hide, or deny, than follow. It is the harsh truth you try to hide from yourself, but which cannot be hidden from God, that you are not the character you play. The crucifixion is uncomfortable, because it is hell. Nobody wants to look at hell because they know that a closed door to paradise means hell is the only other option. And perhaps if they simply put it out of mind and out of sight, it will go away. But it doesn't. He will not come down you are stuck looking up. The cross is a humbling lesson of a door closed upon who you are, but the same opened to who the blood of Jesus makes you to be, advocating for you, speaking good things about you to the doorkeeper so that he will open the door to you and let you in. Over my dead body, says Jesus, will you enter into the kingdom. It is not a threat. It is a guarantee. It is an invitation. His dead body is the threshold over which you can and you must cross from hell to heaven. But to have that threshold, to have a dead body over which to cross, you must have death. Therefore, it is expedient that one man should die for the people. Amen.